0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rachel's Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. I thought today we could talk a bit about preparing for events. So, like going to festivals, going on holidays, stuff like that, how I prepare as an autistic person. So, yeah, if you're new, hi, my name is Rachel. I'm autistic and in recovery from anorexia. Um, I talk on this podcast about all things mental health, eating disorders, autism, um, just all that sort of thing. Um, So if you think that will be helpful for you, keep on listening. Um, I'd love to have you stick around. And why not hit subscribe while you're here? So yeah, let's get started on today's episode. Okay, so... First up, let's talk a bit about kind of days out and preparing for days out. Um I'm going to use Reading Festival as an example because I went to Reading um Festival this summer just gone, so just like the end of August, that sort of time and I absolutely loved it. Now, I feel like a lot of people will not really like when they think of kind of autistic people unfortunately because of all the stereotypes like you know you wouldn't really think about them enjoying a festival or something like that but first up can I just break down that stereotype completely because I am your example I am autistic and I absolutely loved it now I was anxious about going because it was obviously I've never been before I've never been to anything like that before um there was a lot of people and yeah I guess the whole you know the whole kind of idea of it was quite overwhelming um but when I got there I absolutely loved it I felt like I could unmask because literally everyone is just singing and dancing and just having a great time um and of course there was accommodations that I did to make my visit like really kind of accessible and that I was able to do it like I wore my massive in ear defenders um which I literally saw no one else wearing ear defenders but you know what I was just like this is what helps me so I'm gonna do it um and I also got in contact with like the access team so I could get a carer ticket which was really important to for me and um other things like disabled kind of check-in and you know like an access kind of like you can get the accessible toilets that wasn't so important for me um but I was quite worried about the hygiene side of things so it was definitely helpful to know that there was you know a disabled toilet that I could use um you know in for me um like not so much in a physical way but more because of like the hygiene and stuff like that um so yes um but yeah so talking about preparing for these sorts of events I think planning 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 oh my gosh like with Reading um they were actually really really good so they sent me like loads of um stuff to read through beforehand kind of explaining things and maps all that sort of stuff so that's really helpful Um, But I also find kind of planning it in my head, even though that sounds a bit silly, but like, you know, what kind of like the timings, what time I'm going to arrive, what time I'm going to leave, what I think it will look like, kind of looking up images online of what it's going to look like so I can kind of get that atmosphere in my head um you know looking at the artists what artists are going to be there kind of just all piecing together the picture of what Reading Festival will look like so I can then plan it in my head um as well as obviously like planning the logistics so like driving there if I'm going to take the train stuff like that um which all needs to be worked out because I think on the day you don't want to encounter any kind of logistical nightmares obviously you know things happen but like as much as possible you want to plan so they don't happen so you kind of like you know like you can feel less kind of stressed I guess um because obviously if like you know if you get to the train station and then the train isn't going and then like you know that's already gonna put you in quite a stressed mood um so yeah working out transport stuff like that um, who you're going to go with, obviously, um, even the outfit you're going to wear, I think that can really help, because then you don't have to make any decisions on the day of, um, Reading Festival, because obviously that is out of your routine, you don't go to Reading Festival every single day, or whatever day out you're doing, um, so yeah, that can be really helpful, packing your night, your bag the night before as well, um, so yeah. I think another example as well is I went to um Brighton very recently so that was probably about three weeks ago um and I have always wanted to go to Brighton and I was yeah I absolutely loved it so kind of in my head again I sort of planned what I was going to do like if I was going to go to the pier um and you know just kind of the landmarks I wanted to see um but also kind of like I guess just have a rough outline and plan of your day um, because you don't want to get there and be like, well, what are we doing kind of thing? Just like having a few things, even if you don't stick to them, of what you're planning to do can be really helpful. Um, I know that's obviously, I know for some people that might be quite obvious because obviously you need to book things and stuff like that. But I don't know, even if you've been there like once before or a hundred times before, I think still kind of planning it in your head what you're going to do your itinerary can be really helpful um and as another example as well I went to Legoland like quite a while ago now um well in the summer early summer and um like I got a map and we like planned the rides we wanted to do and stuff like that um it was actually quite good because um there is so many accessibility kind of things like Um, that kind of theme parks and big kind of day out companies offer which is obviously necessary but really good as well um so I guess just making sure that's all sorted make sure you're aware of all those things because there is quite a few things to offer um so kind of it's worth researching that sort of thing um because you never know and quite a lot of the time um you know, there is going to be something that's going to help you. And there should be, of course, because, you know, everyone should be able to access places. Um, but it's definitely worth looking into. Next up, preparing like mentally for events as well, what I think is really important. Um, so for me, I have the CBT worksheet sort of thing. Um, it's, I think it's called a worry sheet or something like that. Um, and basically in the first column it has got like all your worries that like about certain things so um, if you're going out for the day say if you're going into London or something like that you'd write all of the worries that you have about that day so for example it could be like you know my phone getting stolen or my card not working my train ticket or um, just like you know me um, kind of missing my family, or, you know, kind of that sort of thing, it getting dark, and getting lost, all those sorts of things, which are completely valid worries, um, but also do need kind of, like, I guess, weighing up to the relevance to, you know, your trip, because, you know, these sorts of worries can be massive barriers to actually doing things like going into London, or something like that, um, And then in the second column it is kind of just about like what you could do in response to those worries. Um, So if you had like say losing your phone or something like that like if you're with someone what could you do like you know like try and track your phone or something like that you know just trying to think it through and what could you do in that moment because in that moment you're probably going to be extremely stressed it's probably not going to happen but like you know theoretically you know our brains catastrophize and we're thinking about the worst case scenario so like if i lose my phone you know i just have no idea what i'd do and whether you you know whether it happens or not it's still good to have that plan because it just gives yourself that reassurance or on kind of what you could do and why it wouldn't be obviously it would be a like you know it would be hard to deal with but um you know kind of thinking it through and why it wouldn't be the end of the world um if it did happen not that it would um and then I think I'm not actually sure I don't have the she in front of me but I think the next column was stuff like kind of the likelihood of whether it would happen so I guess it's just about you know kind of actually rationalizing it in your brain and like you know what is the likelihood of my phone you know being stolen you know it's probably quite low you know you can there's steps that you can take to prevent that sort of thing happening I think that's also another box what can you do to you know stop or kind of reduce the chance of it happening so like zip it up in your pocket or put it in a bag and zip it up or something like that like what can you do like, steps, like, precaution steps, um, obviously, this wouldn't work with all types of worries, this is literally just, like, worries that can be, um, you know, sort of prevented in a way, um, as much as possible, um, obviously, some can't, um, but, yeah, so, the kind of steps you can do to reduce that worry and, um, kind of, not prevent it from happening, but extremely reduce the chances of it happening, um, and then in the final box is when you get home from your trip out, you know, what actually happened and did it come true? Did the worries come true? Did they not? I guess it's a way of just saying to your mind, actually look like, you know, all this sorts of worry, although it is valued 100%, all that worry I felt before, um, it's more about thinking like, you know, actually it didn't happen. And if I do go again, it's probably not going to happen. And I think when you go to a place a lot of times, like, you know, the worry, you know, the anxiety does decrease because you have then evidence for your brain that, you know, these things aren't going to happen and they're not going to come true. Or if they do, like, you know, it's just so rare. Um, But I think when it's your first time, I think your brain just zooms in on that. Well, what if? What if that 1% chance it does? What if it does? Um, So, yeah this sort of like table can help to rationalise it. So next up, kind of talking a bit about how you can, I don't know if this is the right word, but like physiologically prepare yourself. So kind of getting a good night's sleep beforehand and stuff like that. I think it's really important to stick to your same routine before and after the event, because, you know, of course your anxiety is going to be really high, but sometimes when our routine's broken, and perhaps we're not, you know, doing the same as we normally would, it gives our brain more chance to overthink things and to worry about things and to kind of be let loose, just consumed by, you know, all the possibilities. So I think sticking to your usual routine will help to reduce the anxiety in that sense, but also give yourself less time to think about it and like preoccupy yourself. Um and also I think, you know, it's really important, like, in terms of like an eating disorder perspective, like, you know, make sure that you're not compensating or, you know, obviously anorexia is a coping mechanism and you know any eating disorder is. And I could do a whole nother episode on you know, kind of how like challenges can affect um your eating disorder behaviours and stuff like that. Like, you know, recovery is not linear, but also, you know, at the end of the day, it is coping mechanism and it is one that we've relied on for so long. Um, So yeah, I think it's really important to not compensate before and after these events, even though your anxiety perhaps may be higher than usual or, you know, stuff like that um so yeah I guess kind of planning it can also help in this respect as well so getting like you know a meal prep ready or whatever um so that you know you know that you know you will have to make less decisions you know the night before but also you know you're not giving yourself any control um over whether you do or you don't you've just got it there in front of you also I think there can be a lot to be said about like taking small steps and you know planning it but also doing small things like stepping stones that can get you to those bigger events. So like if you want to go on the train to London um, and that's your end goal why not start by going on the train to your neighbouring like town or city or something like that so you can just get used to it because you know it is going to be anxiety provoking like of course it is but I think sometimes doing those steps towards it can actually help you kind of orientate yourself and familiarize yourself with doing those sorts of things so you can prepare yourself mentally as well obviously there's going to be some events and like stuff like holidays you can't really prepare on you can't go on like a fake holiday just to prepare for your real one but there are steps you can do to take to actually prepare for it um just like in, you know, smaller, more achievable ways. And it just makes the end goal feel like a lot less, you know, unpredictable. And I guess like overwhelming as well. And also, I just wanted to talk a bit about holidays, because I think holidays are really, can be really difficult, but also absolutely amazing. Like, you know, there are, You know, you can't really plan for them. I mean, you can plan your itinerary and stuff like that, but you can't plan the ins and outs of it because you've never really been there before, you know, if it's somewhere you haven't been before, which is quite likely. So you know it's going to be quite hard then to you know not feel anxious about a holiday because there are so many unpredictables, but then, in a way, like for a lot of people, perhaps not <laughs> not an autistic person from my point of view, like my experience as an autistic person um but you know that unpredictable nature, that kind of relaxing spontane spontaneity can actually be what makes holidays attractive, um, because it's a break from the routine, and like, you know, the mundane everyday life, um, but obviously, you know, from my experience, that can actually be quite challenging, so for me, um, I actually went on holiday for the first time in, I think it was nine years abroad, um, in the summer, I went on a cruise, and it was amazing, I absolutely loved it, absolutely loved it, um, And, you know, obviously, because it's a cruise ship, it's quite good because you're in the same room, like the whole time you're going to different places, but you still got your same like cabin as it were. Um, And, you know, the same ship to come back to and you know for me i actually built a routine when on that ship because like you know there's different restaurants and there's obviously different areas and you know i went on the same walk and stuff like that like around the ship and you know different things like that can like build a routine while you're there obviously some people don't want to do that but that's what i loved and that's what really helped me um and obviously there's like stuff in terms of the food i was quite worried about that cuz you know, I didn't know what it was going to be like, I hadn't been, you know, on a cruise ship for like, you know, nearly a decade, Um, so I wasn't really sure, and I couldn't really plan it, because you can't really look up the menu online, because it is literally different every single day, Um, but you know, now that I've been on it, and obviously that time, that first time was going to be really hard, but now that I've kind of done that, I know what to expect, so that actually really helps. So I guess it shows that like, you know, it might take a couple of goes and a couple of like doing the same sort of holiday, like a cruise holiday, two different places um, to actually feel less anxious about it um which I guess is an excuse to go on loads of holidays now um but yeah I think sometimes you just have to like trial and error and what works what doesn't work and I think on a holiday some things just aren't gonna work but that's all experience and you will learn from that and then the next time you won't do that like I think you know sometimes you'll go and see you know in the same way you'll see like a tourist attraction and you'll be like was that actually worth it and stuff like that or like you know like not everything is going to work out perfectly but that's okay and you know it doesn't mean it's a waste of money it doesn't mean anything like that it's just experience and in that moment of course it's going to be difficult like it's going to be stressful and anxiety provoking and annoying to be honest and frustrating but it's all experience and you know you know we learn from it every single time and it's not a mistake we're learning from it's literally just Experience life experience that you know when we're recommending it to a friend or something like that, we probably wouldn't um and yeah, that's all knowledge and knowledge is power, so next time you know you probably wouldn't do that, um but I think that's part of it is actually you know making those sorts of like decisions and then learning from them, and then yeah, it's all part of like i guess the the part of going away and trying new things um but don't get me wrong that can be really difficult as well too and finally um kind of just briefly talking about like the festive period because obviously that's coming up and how to prepare for that i have actually done a youtube video um at rachel recovering on yeah youtube which is going to be coming out mid-december um all about kind of Christmas and why it's hard for so many people um including me um and why the festive period isn't all about joy and happiness and why that can be difficult to be felt by someone who perhaps has depression and stuff like that um so all that sort of thing I'm going to be talking about in that video um so subscribe so you don't miss it um but just briefly talking about it like I think with Christmas like there is a lot of traditions, so in a way it is kind of, you know, easier-ish to plan it because you kind of know it is quite similar each year. But obviously there's going to be different variables that are going to make it different, like different like people coming round and stuff like that. But I think the best thing to do, um, and like my I guess my tips, what I would say, as someone who struggles with Christmas. Um, is, you know, trying to incorporate as many of those traditions into your usual routine. So like getting up at the same time, stuff like that. Um, Buffets can be really great, um, especially if you struggle with food. Um, So you can just like, you know, pick and choose what you want. And there's no pressure in that sense, which is a really easy thing to do on Christmas Day that, you know, it literally makes no difference. Um, And I think also building a safe space. So like, a designated room or corner or just somewhere where you can go um and you're not going to be disturbed or anything like that I know it's hard with young children but you know if you need to then actually go on a walk or something like that but just communicate with someone your safe person someone you trust that you know if I go to this place or if I go out you know Please just respect that and just take that as a sign that I just need to recharge my social battery. And that's absolutely okay. Like, you know, you don't need to apologize for that. And that's not ruining the perfect Christmas day. That is literally just meaning that you can survive it and get through it. And that is so important. So, yes, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you did enjoy. As always, make sure to go and follow me on YouTube and Instagram, where I post daily, at Rachel Recovering. And yeah, I have lots of Christmas content coming up on my YouTube. I'm actually going to be doing something very exciting throughout the whole month of December. So make sure you subscribe. and keep your eyes peeled for that, um, but yeah, over here, if you could give me a positive review on either Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, that would be absolutely amazing, um, and thank you so much for listening, um, if you do want to like message me any podcast recommendations or topics um, then my DMs are open but yeah thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great evening, morning or whatever and I'll see you very soon for a brand new episode, bye guys.